Miracy. I'm Dove Gordon, and you're listening to Making It. I run a business called ProfitableRelationships.com, and we help consultants become under-the-radar leaders in their industry as a way of uh, gaining ideal clients consistently. I think of business as a work of art. You're creating a work of art, and you need to know, what is this painting or piece of art that I'm looking to create? One of the lessons that so many of us really need to learn is really to trust, is to have that faith that the path forward will show itself as I take a step towards it. Every step, another step, another step, things will start to come together only after you make a real commitment to a certain outcome, to a certain vision that you have, to a certain artwork, let's say a painting that you want to create. But if you do the other way around where you start with how in order to figure out what, where you say, well, what do I know how to do? Or what kind of clients do I know how to get? Then you're not even envisioning what you really want. You're starting with what you think you can have. You're settling for what you think you can have rather than going after what you really want. And that's a big mistake that a lot of us make. Now, first, what, then how? Once you have a clear idea as to about what kind of clients you want to have, then the next question is, well, how do I get them? And that could be a journey. I got started as a coach for small business, really just because I'd always enjoyed studying different aspects of business as a teenager and after discovering the self-help and the business sections in the library. And then after getting married and realizing, well, I need to do something. You know, I was early 20s and starting a family. And what am I going to do? I came across this idea that there's this thing called business coaching. I looked into it a bit more, signed up for one of these coach training programs, and went through it. It gave me the tools to get started. I heard that there was a Dale Carnegie course starting up in my area, and I realized that this is a 14-week course of mostly business people of one kind or another, small business, and it was four hours once a week for 14 weeks. I realized that, well, if I join this course, I'll be able to get to know other small business people. I didn't really know where else to go. And maybe I'll get some clients from it. And I did use that as a way of beginning relationships, getting to know people. And I recall that after the 14 weeks, I calculated and about 14% of the class had become my first clients. So um, in that sense, it was a success. The first seven, maybe eight years was like, pushing a boulder up the hill and watching it roll right back down. It was like Sisyphus incarnate. It was, that was me. I knew I had a lot to offer. I knew that I was pretty intelligent. I knew that I cared perhaps more than some others, but I didn't know how to turn that into a consistent flow of ideal clients. At some point, I had the idea of bringing together small business owners to learn from each other, did some research, discovered that there's something called a CEO peer advisory group, a roundtable and that there are thousands of such groups out there. So I started this little peer advisory group, small business owners, and that ran for a little while. It, again, everything I was doing was, I mean, that was the greatest lesson. The greatest teacher was experience. And then I realized, well, how do I get to the larger companies? These were all really small businesses. I think the largest one had maybe a couple of dozen employees. How do I get to the larger businesses? And I ended up getting a copy of the Dun & Bradstreet largest companies in the area. And I started cold calling the CEOs in their offices, right? And 
got to where I was pretty successful at getting them on the phone and getting meetings with many of them, and then closed down the original CEO or small business peer advisory group. And I started a new one, which was with uh, for CEOs of companies doing between 10 and 150, $200 million in sales. This was very exciting. I learned an awful lot. But again, I found myself in a situation where I was pushing a boulder up the hill for two or three years. I have worked for myself my entire career. I've never had a real job. Although I tried on three occasions when I was struggling to get a job and neither of them worked out. I think the question you have to ask yourself is, what is it that I hope to gain from having a real job? And if you have it as one of your options, you just kind of weigh the pros and the cons one against the other. I don't think that there's one right answer for everybody. I think that we all need to understand. But you know, in 2008, I was interviewing at a management consulting firm. It turned out to be the, I think it was the Wednesday or Thursday before Lehman Brothers collapsed, which I think that happened over the weekend or a Sunday maybe. And by Monday, they weren't hiring anymore. And it was, it was just fine because I don't think that would have fit into their lockstep culture anyway. They wanted everybody to think a certain way. And I'd already raised questions about this or that, which they had shared, like trying to understand why they do it that way. And I got the sense that they are looking for clones. I'm not a very good clone. Just stop worrying. Just let go. I'd like to share that with my current self too. You know, it's a lesson that I still need to learn, although perhaps a little bit less so. I'd like to think I made some real progress, but let it go. You know, just focus on the creative contribution. Focus on doing things that matter to other people. Worry less about yourself and focus more on contribution. I just get really excited when people who have sacrificed so much to get really good at something, when their eyes open up and they come to realize like, wow, I don't have to do A, B, and C, like everybody says I have to do. I really could do it my way. I really could chart my own path. I think that it's so important that everybody comes to realize that. It doesn't mean that we can just do it any way we want to. We do have to be creating something that some people find valuable. We can find a way that works for us, that fits with what is most important to us. And it's not for anybody else to tell us, this is how you should do it. Giving up or stepping back from what it is you really want to create out of worry or fear is a huge mistake that so many people make in all areas of life. It's about, again, it's about first what, then how. It's about going after what you really want, having the calmness of mind and the courage to decide what you really want, and then to take steps towards it every single day, knowing that it'll fall into place along the way. As opposed to, oh, I can't even really go after what I want because I don't know how to get there and I have all these limitations and, and that's definitely not making it. Definitely not making it. That's living in fear. That's settling. And it's, it's not really living. It's existing. I think that's the greatest failure. To me, making it really is about being free to live according to your own genuine values and priorities. And the truth is that in that sense, we can all make it every day. You know, we all have the opportunity every single day, every minute of the day to live in alignment with what's really most important to us. And that's not an easy thing to do. In my Under the Radar Leaders Network, we talk about how the greatest challenge that we really have, it's not just that I need to know to do this and then do that and so on. 
I need to become the one who naturally causes the results that I want. I'd say to me, making it is where perhaps, you know, more often than not, you're being that higher, what we call the ultimate you rather than the old you. So we can make it every single day. This is Dove Gordon, and you've been listening to Making It. You can find me at ProfitableRelationships.com forward slash Making It, where we put up a free book for you. I call it my manual, How to Systematically and Consistently Attract First-Rate Clients. I sold it for five years for $97, but you can get it there for free. Making It is part of the Miracy FM network, which also includes Course Lab and Just Between Coaches. This episode of Making It was assembled by Jeff Govertson. Cynthia Lamb produced the episode. Danny Bermant is our associate producer, and Danny Innie is our executive producer. So you don't miss the great episodes that are coming up on Making It. Go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you liked the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.